It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Patricia Adams Live. This is day eight leading up to Father's Day of a 10-day broadcast where just want to talk about men. Men who are Fathers, biologically, surrogates, step, guardianship, grandfathers who are fathering grandchildren, uncles, cousins, brothers, nephews. who are standing in the role of big brothers who are raising siblings. The appearance of a civil war in the world. Some say it had to happen. Some say it was prophesied to happen. Some say that it's necessary and some are in shock. But what 
must be known is that for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to them during the season. It is very easy to become a part of the problem, but we must become a part of the solution. I am pro-human being. I am for justice. I am for righteousness. I am for human beings. Male, female, human beings. Take it to the furthest extreme is humanity. To all of the organizations who are anti this and anti that and pro this and pro that, this is not my position. I am straight down the middle. I am for humanity's change towards the way that it treats humanity. There would be a great uproar upheaval if a dog or a cat or a wild animal of sorts were being harmed, being murdered if you woke up and you saw a pet hanging from a tree if you woke up and you saw someone uh, suffocating an animal or you saw someone throwing an animal off a bridge or you saw a hunter hunting down an animal that's extinct, the world runs to the rescue of those little ones. Yet when we see, based on reports from 2015, 1.5 million black men have been unaccounted for presence unknown, whereabouts unknown. And it never really made the headlines. 1.5 million black men were missing in 2015. This is five years later. How many more are missing since then? How have they gone missing? Where are they? Um, you can't say that, well, uh, they're probably part of the prison population, though, because they are accounted for like you would account for a penny in an accounting. You would go in search of that penny in an accounting transaction. So. They can't be a part of the prison population. Um, the cemeteries are not bursting out of the scenes with lack of plots to bury people in. So 1.5 million people who happen to be black and who happen to be male were unaccounted for in 2015. Clearly, we did not 
see 1.5 million men slaughtered in our presence or anything like that. So where are these men who happen to be black, who happen to have gone missing? As we are counting down to Father's Day, I restate that the reason for this broadcast is so that men would not become in a funk or in a depressed state of mind because of a commercial holiday that was not originally created to become a commercial centerpiece just like Mother's Day, Christmas, and Easter. All of the holidays are commercialized. And the best car, the best whatever that you can afford to someone is your reflection of how you feel about them, supposedly. The best card that you can give, the best gifts that you can give, Another pair of socks, another tie, another pair of house slippers. I'm like, I believe that we can do better and we should do better. Men are being marginalized, and, and, and so people say, well, turnaround is fair play. You know, women were marginalized, and... We say that all men are created equal. And I believe that, want to hold on to that. But when you have some who would take that equality and turn it into an inequality based on skin color, based on gender, based on any reason that you can use, there's there's an old movie. I'm talking about an original movie, not the animated movie of The Jungle Book. And it's set in India. And Mowgli, the little boy who is chased into the wilderness as a baby to grow up with wolves, And he discovers, after living with the wolves, the human pack. And now he's lived among wolves who have cared for him, fed him, nurtured him, taught them their tools for for surviving in the jungle. And he stumbles upon the man pack. And the man pack is full of treachery, deceit, lies, and mistreatment of one another. He is tagged as the missing baby of a widow in the village when her baby went missing shortly after her husband was murdered. And she embraces him and she brings him into the man pack. 
and Mowgli discovers that the man pack is not as kind as his wolf pack, the family that he grew up knowing and loving. And he still was in touch with the jungle and his wolf pack family. That's how I I see what's going on right now is that people who are hanging people from trees, I believe, are infiltrating to provoke. I, I, I would hate to think that another black human being would hoist a black man from a tree given the history of the hanging trees in this country in order to start a war. I would hate to think that black men were being snatched by someone from the white race or any other race and being hoisted from a tree in order to start a war. But when you look at all the moving pieces and the moving parts, there is just something that does not seem accidental. It, it just seems intentional. And as we are moving into Father's Day, for all of these things to be happening, we are quarantined because of the coronavirus outbreak. Um, we've lost jobs. We've been sent home to work, lost jobs. We've been isolated, and some people are becoming unhinged because they are not accustomed to being isolated, being told what they cannot do, where they cannot go, and what they should not do, and asking them to consider the greater good of all people. Not just some people, but all people. And you can go from the north, south, east, and west of the Metroplex and you see different responses to what the city, the county leaders, and the state leaders have instructed us to do as a society. On some sides of town, you see people walking. They have, I mean, everybody in that area has no masks, no social distancing. Um, Others who are defiant and daring you to say anything to them about not having on a mask. And it's not just one race. It's across the races. You have other sides of town where people are masked and wearing gloves. You have other people on other sides of town who are just masked and improperly wearing the mask because it's uncomfortable, it's inconvenient for them, and therefore they might as well not be wearing a mask because they're not wearing it properly as it should be, and they know that they aren't. China is hunkering down for a second wave. Now, I have noticed China wearing masks for years, and people said, oh, it's, it's the dust, it's, it's the pollen 
their air pollution and all that, but they were wearing masks for what seems like years. And I would see people who were Oriental in this country walking around wearing masks. And I thought, well, you're not in, in China anymore, so the air quality is better here. Why are you still wearing a mask? So if this originated in China or in any of the Oriental islands or our places, and they are hunkering down because they believe there's a second wave coming and we have reopened and we have mingled again, what will be come of us, what will be the outcome of a second wave. I've watched videos, I've watched news reports, I've seen people, um, especially in New York, I, and I believe because it's so densely uh, compacted and populated, and you're seeing a high toll of death there. Um, I I watched a clip of a man who was working at a funeral home, and they said, you know, they had no room to take any more dead bodies. They had no room to take any more dead bodies. They were turning people away, and people were dying in the hospital, and they could not be released to anybody. And there was this one particular uh, funeral home that people kept calling. And they said, we we don't have any more room. We can't take anybody else. And a man called who appeared to be a friend of someone who needed help burying members of their family. And because of relationship with the person that worked at this funeral home, he was like, you know, we really don't have it. But what you can tell them is, that they can get the hospital morgue to hold them for a couple of weeks to give us time to clear out some of the bodies that we already have, then we would accommodate them because they are friends of friends. And it's three people in this family, and all three of them contracted uh, COVID, and one had already died. And then a second one died, and the third one is trying to bury the other two that have died, and they themselves are ill. Uh, It began to strike the funeral home employees, and they had a funeral for one of their own. And the chapel was, like, you know, sparsely filled with people because of social distancing. And people were wearing masks, and people were in shock, and people were grieving, and they looked bewildered. And not really hearing about this, because I I didn't see this on mainstream media. I saw this clip, this documentary from another source, another video-sharing source, and I thought sons and daughters are burying their fathers. And if 
they had a tradition that they celebrated on Father's Day, this is going to be very difficult for them coming up. Um, some of them talked about their grandfather that they buried was like the father to them that they didn't have. And you can go on and on and on, but the reality of Mother's Day, losing people, but then from between Mother's Day and, and coming up on Father's Day, a lot of people have died and have been buried and they have not been able to properly pay their last respects or even to get closure or to grieve for that loved one. Bodies are having to be cremated. Uh, Some are still being buried in the ground, but quite a few of them are being cremated. And if you think in terms of 9-11, 9-11 happened after... Mother's Day, Father's Day, Easter, uh, before Thanksgiving, and before Christmas. And any time that you have a great loss of life, and then the holidays come and the birthdays come, and that person is no longer there because they've been taken away from you suddenly, violently, uh, unexplicably, um, just trauma. It traumatizes you, and again, I can relate because I have had um, that kind of loss in my life, and my heart goes out to those who are having to deal with this because you've got the mental anguish of job loss, you've got the mental anguish of surviving this pandemic, you've got the mental anguish of your loved ones dying and you not being able to be present when they're dying in the hospital because of social distancing, not being able to say your last goodbyes, um, all kinds of things. I mean, the aftershock, if you would, of this is going to have far, far, far reaching consequences. And I see people unhinged. I mean, you can tell that there's been like a mental breakdown with them based on just what they're doing, how they're behaving, Um, you know, just not, not rational behavior, things that they're doing. And I guess, you know, it probably would be the hardest on introverts not so much, but on the extroverts, yes. Um, people who are like truly introver- introverted, it's okay to some degree for them to not be exposed to a lot of people. People who are extroverted, who feed on the energy of other people, who need other people, this is hard on them. And I was talking to a a, a doctor, and they had been seeing patients and everything, and then suddenly people were starting to test positive for COVID after coming and sitting in the waiting room, waiting to be seen, 
And then they decided, okay, we need to shut down. You know, we're going to treat these people, do what we need to do, and we're going to shut down the doors, and we're only going to do telemedicine. And I thought about that, is that you've got people who are trying to maintain their, their health, trying to maintain their livelihood, and they are being inundated on every side. I, I could tell you so many other things, but this is not the episode for these other things for me to talk about. But what I can say is if you are a man and you are experiencing any type of suicidal ideals, any type of other alternative to life thoughts. There are and, and it's really interesting because you know you could say that the doors of the church are open or you can go here, you can go there and get help. And I'm going to just give out a few numbers. There is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. And for those who are veterans, there is a lifeline for the veterans, and that number is 1-800. I think it's the same number. Okay, um, it's 1-800-273-8255, and press one, and or you can text 838-255. You can text 838-255, and if you are deaf or hard of hearing. The number to call is 1-800-799-4889. Again, if you are deaf and hard of hearing, the number to call for the Veteran Crisis Hotline is 1-800-799-4889. Again, the number is 1-800-799-4889, or you can text. 838255. Text to 838-255 to connect with a responder or you can connect online via chat and the website to go to is veteranscrisisline.net. Veteranscrisisline.net. Veteranscrisisline.net to chat with someone online or you can call as a veteran, if you are thinking about alternatives to life of committing suicide, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. For those of you who are also battling with any other type of, of issues and you need to talk to someone, there are different, uh, there's a teen line, and that teen line in 
Houston, in the Houston area, is 713-529-8336. And if you are looking for alternatives, and and again, the 1-800-273-8255 number is open to teens, it's open to anyone And for veterans, you would call that number and press 1. And also, if there is additional uh, help that's needed, uh, the crisis text line is text HELLO. Text the word HELLO to the crisis text line uh, 24-7, and or you can text 741741. The crisis text line, 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to support all individuals who are in crisis, text HELLO, H-E-L-L-O, or text 741-741, text 741-741. For the Child Help National Hotline, um, children who are suffering from any form of abuse, who are able to get to a phone, the number is 1-800-4-A-CHILD, 1-800-4-A-CHILD, or 1-800-422-4453, And for uh, the LGBT youth, the Trevor Project Lifeline is 866 Seven three eight six for the LGBT youth eight six six four eight eight seven three eight six for the LGBT youth eight six six four eight eight seven three eight six for the uh, Boys Town National Hotline serving all at risk teens and children the number is one eight hundred four four eight three thousand. Again, Boys Town National Hotline for at-risk teens and children, 800-448-3000. And the National Human Trafficking Resource Center is 1-888-373-7888. 1-888-373-7888. The National Human Trafficking Resource Center one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight, or text help, or text info, or text two three three seven three three. That's the human trafficking hotline, and the National Substance Abuse Mental Health Hotline is one eight hundred six six two help, one eight hundred six six two help, or one eight hundred six six two four three. And the National Teen Dating Violence Hotline is 1-866-331-9474. Again, the number is 1-866-331-9474. Or text LOVE is, all lowercase, LOVE is, or text 22522. For the Anti-Violence Project, and this They service English and Spanish and LGBT-inclusive support for individuals who have suffered violence 
The hotline is 212-714-1124. Again, that number is 212-714-1124. This is the Anti-Violence Project. The hotline number is 212-714-1124, and they are available 24-7, English and Spanish, LGBT inclusive, support for individuals who have suffered violence. The Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual, Transgender National Health Center hotline, they have different time zones and different uh, times. They have Pacific time, they have Eastern time, and that's uh, basically it. But the youth talk line is 1-800-246-PRIDE, 1-800-246-PRIDE, or 1-800-246-7743. And the trans lifeline is in the U.S., 877-565-8860. The trans lifeline is 877-565-8860. In Canada, it is 877-330-6366. In Canada, 877-330-6366 is the trans lifeline. And the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-HOPE, 1-800-656-HOPE. For the National Sexual Assault Hotline, 1-800-656-HOPE. For the National Domestic Violence Hotline, the number is 1-800-799-7233. The number is 1-800-799-7233 or 1-800-799-7233 or 1-800-799-SAFE, S-A-F-E. The National Runaway Switchboard is 800-RUNAWAY, 800-RUNAWAY. That's 800-RUNAWAY or 800-786-2929. Or you can go to their website at www.1800runaway.org. For the National Eating Disorders Helpline, you can um, call the hotline at one 800 Nine three one two two three seven. Their hours are only during um, Monday through Thursday, nine a.m. to nine p.m. Friday from nine to five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And above all else, I want to pray that the God of all peace, and this is for those who believe in God. If you don't believe in God, this is not for you. If you want to believe in God, he is available for you. And I pray that the God of all peace and comfort be with you, both now and forevermore. He does not need you to clean up your life. To come to him, he wants you to bring your life just like it is. And in and, and the Bible, it says that our righteousness is as filthy rags, and those filthy rags are equated to a women's menstrual uh, rag. And that's a bloody mess. It's a stinking bloody mess. And God says, come to him, all who are heavy laden. 
and learn of him, take his yoke upon us and learn of him and lay down our lives and pick up his life, his way of being and doing and believe that God has sent his son Jesus to die for the remission of sins, to take away the sins, to justify us as if we never sinned, to exonerate us as if we never sinned. And if you choose to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, simply pray and say, God, forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus is your son, and I ask him to come into my heart and to be with me as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to know you, to be in relationship with you, and to make heaven my home. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you so much for tuning into this broadcast. I want to thank you so much for allowing me to have this chat with you, to talk to you, to reason with you, to provoke you, to think before you act, to not respond to things that appear to be permanent, that are actually temporary, with a permanent decision that would cause you to lose your life or your freedom. Because a change is necessary, a change is coming, and this we know. There is winter and fall, spring and summer. There is rain and there is snow. And there are treasures in the snow. And when we can't see the ground and it's covered in snow, know that life is still going on and preparing to spring forth after the melting of the snow. There are so many hidden things, so many moving pieces that are hidden, but they are not hidden from all. God's all-seeing eyes see. God knows. God has people who know. And God knows that a change is about to come. Hold on to your hope. Hold on to your faith deep inside if you have known the Lord and turned away from him now is the time to just say Father forgive me for walking away from our relationship create in me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit take away all of the deeds that I've done knowingly and unknowingly from my heart and from my life. Restore me, receive me, recover me, replenish me, rebuild me, mold me and make me into the image of your dear son and what you would have me to be and receive me back home. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for being a part of day eight leading up to Father's Day. And just know there's a lot going on these next few days, and you really need to lean in to hear 
if you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, lean into it and hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And who is the church? It is you. Many of us have not been able to go to a four-walled church because we've had to social distance and quarantine, but this is a time for you to get to know Jesus personally for yourself, not through the preacher, not through the teacher, not through the leadership, but for you to get to know Jesus for yourself because the fact is you are the church. You, you are the church, not the building that you go to that is where the churches come together as a congregation to assemble, to not forget to assemble ourselves for the edification of one another, for the building up and the exhorting of one another. But you are the temple of God. You are the church, and you come to the building that is made by hand to assemble yourselves as a congregation to worship and to praise God and to build and lift one another up. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And there is no doubt that you can still have a time of worship and praise and Bible study in your own home. There are virtual Sessions of churches who have launched virtual sessions to still minister and teach. But I still would encourage you because you're not going to be able to do what you used to do when it came down to attending a service for a while. And you have to be if you are a born-again believer, stronger than someone who would collapse because you cannot get to a local congregation. Because then I would question, you know, why do you go to the congregation? Is it for alternative reasons or are you really going there for the assembly, the edification, and the, the exhortation of one another and yourself, building yourselves up in your most holy faith. This is this is a wake-up call. This is a wake-up call. How far off the center of God's will have we become as a people, as a nation, as a world away from the things of God? We left our first love. Well, now is the time to return to your first love. Now is the time. Today is the day of your salvation, and now is the time to return to your first love. Day eight of ten days leading up to Father's Day, we will have, hmm, a solar event as we're coming into Father's Day. This is summer solstice and coming up and there is the ring of fire where it will look as if 
an image of fire is circling the earth. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And you must know that that symbolizes something. And I could tell you what I know or what I've discovered, but I want you to go in search of that. What does the Ring of Fire event mean for Christian purposes? I mean, you can find a lot of information, and there's always the flip side of everything. But that's why he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Tap in, lean in, and hear what the Spirit is saying to you. This has been Patricia Adams Live, day eight of a 10-day broadcast leading up to Father's Day. Be strong, my brother. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong, my brother. Be strong, my sister. Be strong in the power of his might. And as always, closing out with Eric Clapton, If I Could Change the World. This song is a love song, obviously, but for me, it is a song that expresses my sentiments towards changing the world, changing the world and changing the world with the intent of pushing back at man's inhumanity to man, getting to the place to where it's safe to be a man again, it's safe to be a father again, it's safe to be a son again, it's safe to be a grandfather again, it's safe to be a brother and an uncle again, that men are heard, men are believed, Men are um, repositioned, repositioned and restored and rebuilt and recovered and healed. And to the gentleman who posted a comment about the broadcast, may you be strengthened to become the father that you were ordained to be. And thank you for your comments, and thank you for sharing. And we will be... Signing off, Patricia Adams Live, and leading out with Eric Clapton, Change the World. Good night. Be back tomorrow for day nine of the 10-day broadcast leading up to Father's Day. God be with you.
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.